when we come into a relationship with Christ, all of a sudden we can have different desires. Um, there are different things that before I thought were okay to do. And then that changed. When has God revealed himself to you? What drew me to authentic Christianity is seeing it in the lives of people like I've never seen anywhere else. And it happened to be in a biblically based church. And I wasn't one to even know anything about the Bible. I began to hear who God is. I never even thought about who God is. I mean, but just it, there are some churches that don't teach about that, or there are some platitudes. And when I started seeing the word of God and dis, and displaying who this God of the Bible is, that made a huge difference. For example, the people who are afraid of God, and I know that there are some who are, they, and sometimes they'll explain it this way, God's just waiting to catch me doing something wrong, and there's this huge fear factor, and they don't know their destiny and, and all. Well, it depends on what we grew up with. I didn't grow up with that. I just grew up with indifference. I mean, just nothing. I mean, nothing said that I knew. But I saw in the lives of a number of people, both um, high school students and adults. I, I mean, I started living for Sundays. I had this teacher I thought, I've never heard of. I, I, you know, she would say, now, open your Bible here. Circle this word. Notice how it's repeated. All the and I'm thinking, of course, everything was new to me. In fact, all my pages were kind of stuck together because I had the new Bible, and so people like to sit by me because they like to. <laughs> their their Bibles were very well worn. I remember um, hearing somebody talking about a sin nature, and I thought, well, that doesn't sound right. And so I said, well, I think people are born good. Now I hardly said anything. <laughs> And all of a sudden, they're opening their Bibles. Well, here you see, and then it literally was a scripture dealing with we are born in sin. We inherit it. And it's, the sin is, I'm going to do what I want to do. It doesn't matter what God says. I'm going to do what I want to do. And it's because I want to do it when I want to do it. It could be that maybe God would want that to be done, but that, you know, God's irrelevant. And, and so what I saw more and more was the relevance of the word of God. That's the basis on which I yielded to the God of the word. I found out that he says, I've loved you with an everlasting love. Mm -hmm. I've drawn you with loving kindness. 
okay. Uh, I know the plans I have for you. I didn't know God had plans. I, I thought he just put plopped us on earth. I know the plans I have for you. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you hope in the future. Wow, now that was amazing. I don't have to know the plan. He's got the plan. He already knows the plan. And, and when you're in a very dysfunctional family, there's such disorganization, no, no security. Mm -hmm. So I began to sense that there was a security about the God of the Bible. But I'm going to be candid. I never heard that Jesus was God. I just only knew the phrase, the Son of God. And yes, he, there is the Trinity. There's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. But God the Son, he knew that uh, the, the problem was in the Bible, it describes that our sin separates us from God. And how wonderful. Jesus doesn't want us separated. And more than that, I mean, he's planned heaven for us, and yet we've all sinned. So there has to be some solution. Nobody can undo what they've already done if they're, with their sin. So, you know, this was, um, I was just trying to figure this out. I saw in the people, they had something I wanted and didn't have, but I thought they had information, and they did. But they had transformation. I knew nothing about that. And I didn't understand how to get there. I was watching people be saved. But Nancy, I thought, but I'm not a wino in the gutter. I'm not, um, I'm not drowning in an ocean. Why do I need to be saved? And so there's a point at which I was shown scripture where Jesus said, you know, you must be born again. Well, what does that mean? Oh, if you're dead spiritually, and God's trying to tell you, Nancy, what to do, and yet you're dead spiritually, he can guide you into all this truth and what's going to be right for you. But if you're dead, Nancy, what, what, what does a dead person need? It doesn't need a clean-up job. It needs, the only thing that a dead person needs is life. And Jesus is the way, the truth, the life. Oh, and if he is God, and there are plenty of scriptures that show that, but I didn't know them. He is God, the son who came to earth as a physical son would. And he chose to die. He said, I, you don't take my life from me. I give my life as a ransom for many. So he came to earth to die on the cross for our sins. And the Bible says we've all sinned, but instead of us being separated from God throughout eternity, that's the point. That's the point. If we humble our hearts, and here's the big if, if we literally will humble our hearts, receive Jesus as our personal Lord and Savior, giving him control of our lives, he I, I give my life to him. He gives his life to me, and he lives in me, and he guides me. He guides you, Nancy, with truth when you don't even know that, oh, I feel I should do this. Where does that come from? So it's, it's so 
imperative to realize when we come into a relationship with Christ, all of a sudden we can have different desires. Um, there are different things that before I thought were okay to do. And then I changed. I didn't want to do those things anymore. I wasn't being restricted. It's not like, here's these laws that you have to do. No, these are, these are, it's like guide rails to keep us from getting off track from where God has us planned. He's planned where we can go because he says, I know the plans I have for you, but it doesn't help if you're driving a car, if you're trying, like if I'm in Dallas and I'm trying to drive north and all of a sudden I see, oh, here's the Mexican border. No, I think I've gone the wrong direction. You know, we all have gotten off track. Every one of us, anybody who's driven a car, mm -hmm. we, we didn't know it, but he says, I know the way for you. And that's what, so I think what happened was me, for me was I was, I saw the lives change first. People that I knew uh, and I saw it consistent. I, I waited for six months just observing, is this real? And then um, I had to, now I'm seeing actual scripture, which I didn't even know existed. And because of that, it's like, am I going to be cocky and choose to not believe, just do what I want to do? Or would I be willing to at least try? Because see, I wasn't even sure if it would work to come to Christ. And so I thought, well, either it will work or it won't work. And I'm math. I, my mind thinks math. Okay. If it doesn't work, well, at least I tried and uh, I haven't really lost anything. But what if it would have worked to receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior? I would have a lot to lose based on the people that I saw. And so I'm just that rational kind of person who thinks, why not? And the scriptures and the people were drawing me to, would I have faith? That means, now I'm, I'm hearing, faith means to literally um, step out of the boat. Would I step out of my comfort zone? I don't know what's gonna happen. See, there, that's what this thing of the future is. Worry. I learned I can trust God with my life. And if I don't know what to do, I tell him. And what he tells me is, that means through prayer, I say, I don't know what to do. Lord God, I don't know what to do. And um, it's amazing when the time is right, he literally communicates his will to us. And that's what he says he will do. Um, that, you know, uh, I, of course, I, my first scripture ever that I finally held to, and I, that became so meaningful, was trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. That was my problem. I couldn't understand why God would allow me to be in this terribly painful, bizarre home growing up. How could a, love of, a loving God permit that? And uh, I, I didn't know. I was, didn't ask God directly. I just I didn't have a relationship with him at the time, really. But I just couldn't understand. Well, 
I can tell you, I wouldn't be able to have compassion for people who call the radio program and we talk. I mean, if their lives are messed up, well, I grew up for, yeah, we were a very messed up family and I understand. And so God gave me compassion that I would not have otherwise if I'd come from this pristine, wonderful home life. I'm for, I'm for people having wonderful home lives, but um, I, I do know that I can uh, feel what people are feeling at times and people know that. They know that you're not discounting them. They know you're, you sure are off base. Look, I was off base. I didn't even know it. <laughs> so I, I think that that then he more and more reveals himself to you. And I do know that um, when the issue of worry took place for me, I was afraid my dad was going to uh, institutionalize my mother. He would periodically, periodically say, your mother's mentally ill today. And he had an eldest son from another marriage who had been institutionalized. And then he would take mother to psychiatrist. So what was, what did I do? Well, my constructive concern, instead of just worrying about it, is I started a little defense fund. Nobody knew about it. I didn't get an allowance, but every penny I could ever get a hold of would go in my defense fund in case he were to try this and to um, literally uh, to have money so that I could have someone, an adult, who could literally uh, go to uh, court and I would try to fund it somehow. Oh, but <laughs> but uh, it, that I was terrified of that. And, yeah. And my mom was too. Mm. So, and, but then what we've got to do is say, okay, out of concern, what do I do? And now I'm going to be proactive. And there are other ways where, of course, as I was older, where I had to do that. And then, and you know, the, the point is he loves us. Mm because he, he loves us. And if we give him our lives, he becomes, he is our heavenly father. He adopts us into his family and he's not going to be uh, callous about the pain that we worry about in our lives. And he will allow us to uh, turn that into constructive concern. To find out more about June and her ministry, go to hopefortheheart.org.